Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Championship Roundtable. I'm your host, Jake Jackman, and today we'll be previewing the second uh, playoff semi-final between Huddersfield and Sheffield Wednesday. I'm joined with uh, by a Sheffield Wednesday fan and a Huddersfield fan, so if you guys just want to introduce yourself. So, hello, my name's Louis Shackshaft. Um, I represent Sheffield Wednesday on the podcast. Uh, I also write for Shoot Football, representing Sheffield Wednesday also, and I'm big on uh, statistics. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter, uh, my Twitter handle is just my name, Louis, at Louis Shackshaft. Hi, I'm Ben. Um, I do vlogs on YouTube for Huddersfield Town. I'm also an Huddersfield Town fan. Um, I do also do vlogs for the Huddersfield Examiner. And my Twitter is at TV underscore YT. Thanks so much for joining us uh, today, guys. We'll start with just addressing how both teams got into the playoffs, just looking at the last few weeks of the season, because it was slightly different for both teams. The start of you, Louis, and Wednesday, you had quite a strong finish to the season, I guess, apart from the final day defeat to Fulham, although you did make quite a few changes that day. Are you sort of pleased at how you're heading into the playoffs? Yeah, completely. Um, I can't grumble whatsoever. Obviously, we won six on the bounce, which is essentially what got us into the playoffs and, and finished fourth and and as you know Jake all, all season I have said that I said that Wednesday would replicate what they did last year and finish sixth so to finish above that position and and quite sh- strong essentially in in the playoffs uh with having to, with, you know playing playing a weaker team against Fulham on, on the final day was uh hopefully very beneficial to us so I've got great confidence like you say going into the playoffs, our form now is, is better than it's, it's ever been all season. And, and I know really you can't judge that final game against Fulham just simply because we made 10 changes. And effectively, there were only three players what played that would, you know, you, you would say were in our starting 11, which was uh, Kieran, uh, I was going to say Kieran Westwood. It wasn't, it was, it was Wild Smith in goal. But you've got Sam Hutchinson, potentially Winall and uh, Jordan Rhodes, what started. Uh, but other than that, they're all what you could call your second string players uh, so yeah uh, full of confidence um, especially you know we couldn't have asked for more with those, those six wins on the bounce and um, it was good to see Leeds drop out of uh, the playoffs also because they were one of the teams that I, I actually feared um, so yeah all good yeah, and Ben, with Huddersfield, it was slightly different for you guys at the end of the season. After missing out on automatics, you sort of dropped off and lost your final two games and didn't have uh, too many good results before that. But I guess that was more by design from Wagner than, than sort of playing your best team and losing. You made, made quite a few changes and there was definitely an eye on the playoffs. Do you think that you'll be at a disadvantage the way you ended the season? Well, no, not really, because I think the playoffs is a totally different competition. It's basically everyone starts from zero now. It's whoever's got the most bottle, but... I mean, looking at his last few, his last games, we didn't actually play bad. You know, in well, his last five, we got four points out out of them games. We didn't play bad in all of them. Like against Birmingham, we used his second team, made them ten changes, but we didn't play bad at all. 
Bulls have played really well, but Fulham we just got annihilated. But and, and obviously against Cardiff, but I don't think we actually we've actually played bad. I think I think what we'll do is Wagner will basically try and trick all the teams in playoff, thinking oh the rubbish. But then we'll kind of come on and basically we'll get what we had at the start of the season, come back, we'll get that back. I think a lot of the players were showing tiredness, so by doing them change what we have, it's got everyone back to full fitness. Yeah, well, one problem that did emerge from the final day was the the red card to Danny Ward, who will miss the first leg of the semi-final. Do you think that's a bad uh, sort of a blow to the team, or do you think that could be a blessing in disguise? Because I've seen a lot of Huddersfield fans are sort of split on him on social media. A blessing in disguise, 100%, because I think if you look at the games, Ward's, I mean, Ward's, don't get me wrong, he's had a good season, but when Coleman has played, when he stepped up, he has played well, I mean, when we've played Man City, when Drew nil nil, he was saving it. I mean, there were some shots that he's been saving in other games that Ward wouldn't have gone for. And he's a lot quicker at distributing and he's a better shot stopper than Ward. But, I mean, if you look at his other games, Coleman, we lost five one at City, but I think Ward would have conceded five or more against City with the, the finishing was clinical. But I, I would like to see Coleman over Ward. If he plays well on Sunday, I'd like to see him start again against Wednesday. Yeah, just moving on to the tie itself now. Uh, when addressing the first semi-final yesterday, we I thought that it was sort of going to be the more entertaining semi-final. There's two teams that score a lot of goals. I think Reading and Fulham are the two top scorers in the playoffs. So, you know, that's going to be one for the neutrals more so. And this game seems to be, it could be two well-disciplined teams. Huddersfield don't often win by more than one goal. Uh, I've seen a lot of the stats going around. And Wednesday are very disciplined. 4-4-2, you know what you're going to get. So do you think that's going to be how it's going to go, Louis? Yeah, you're quite right in what you say. I believe, like, it, it, I mean, <laughs> it'll probably do the complete opposite, but you you put money on them goals being on in the other semi-final and, and this one potentially could, you know, could be a, a nil-nil or a 1-1. Uh, but that's just simply when you, like you say, looking at the stats and the league table. But effectively, you know, the, the, the league, it, it, it can lie to us because in the playoffs, this is effectively a, a cup competition and, and it is all about goals now. It's whoever scores the most goals goes through, basically. Um, so looking at it in that regard, uh, I know, like you said, both Wednesday and Huddersfield have, have probably scored the least in, in, in those uh, four positions in the playoffs, uh, but they've also conceded the least also. So like you say, it's both teams averaging just over one goal a game and, con- and conceding just over one goal a game also. So, uh, yeah, I can, I can completely see what you're saying, Jake, uh, but... I think it's going to be a case of first 20 minutes, both teams just testing each other out, keeping possession, and, you know, it's it's all about taking your chances. Um, and I don't know if, you know, I, I could see it being a game where, you know, maybe maybe both goalkeepers does, don't have too much to do. Um, but there we go. Well, you know, only Sunday will tell that at 12 o'clock, so we'll just have to wait and see on that one. Yeah, and Ben, what what is what have sort of been Huddersfield's strengths this season? Because I know there was sort of a surprise package, not many people expecting to get into the top six. So what do you think has gone well for David Wagner's team this season? Well, I think what we've done well is we've attacked extremely well. But we've also, uh, looking back on last season, we we finished 19th and we didn't have the best season. But we had Naki Wells leading the front, which he hasn't done this season, but he's still won us a lot of points in the turn of the new year with the goals that he's scored. But we've actually considering we've got a negative goal difference as defence has got a lot a lot better with well signing well Smith has come on leaps and bounds uh, Schindler won his record signing he's been absolutely brilliant 
Heffley was sort of an iffy player at the start of the season, but he's come on a lot now and he's such a reliable defender. And Chris Lover, another player we signed in a free, he's absolutely, he's absolutely brilliant, but he, he does have his bad games, he has his good games. But, I mean, Tommy Smith has got a lot of better attacking, but he's still in the best at defending. But, yeah, we've, we have come on a, lot, a long way, but we, ha- we have been showing in these last few games the town that we are used to seeing. But I think we'll recuperate it all again and go at Wednesday. Louis, one thing I mentioned yesterday on the podcast was I thought that Wednesday had a slight advantage because of your sort of experience in the playoffs recently. You got to the final last season. Do you think that's something that is going to become quite important over this tie? I certainly hope so. I hope you're right. Um, I mean, I, I do feel that we are, like you've just said, more experienced this season. Um, and last season, obviously, getting to the playoff final and losing, losing it, it teaches you a lot. You know, it, you know, you've, you've. I think this season we've learned how to win ugly, if that makes sense. Um, I feel like Fulham are the team that we were last year. You know, playing great free-flowing football, the ability to score goals, and a lot of teams didn't know how to suss us out. This season, a lot of teams have, you know, come to Hillsborough, for example, and, and they've decided to park the bus and, and play for a draw. And we, we've had to, you know, it's took 46 games to get there, but we've had to learn how to beat these teams in, in, a, in a different style, if that makes sense. And, and that is all through experience. And, and a lot of the players what played in uh, last year's playoff final are obviously still at the club now, uh, but obviously we've got Jordan Rhodes and Fletcher and, and Reach. Uh, those type of players now in the squad. So we have improved. I do feel that. And I feel, like I said, uh, last year's defeat has certainly made us a better team. Um, I just hope, like you say, um, the experience of this season and, and learning how to how to win in different ways will hopefully get us to the playoff final and, and, and take us all the way. But but like I say, and like Ben said also, it's it's effectively, it's a, it's a cup competition now. So, you know, it's... It's, it's going to be strange, and I think on Sunday it's just a case of testing each other out, and um, it's just about being clinical at the end of the day. Yeah, just looking back at your fixtures this season, and in, I guess the last few seasons as well, uh, Sheffield Wednesday have definitely had the better of it. Is that something that concerns you, Ben? Do you think that Wednesday were the team you'd have rather avoided out of these four? Well, yeah, considering we've... I, I would have rather played ready now of Fulham and Sheffield Wednesday just because... We've played Fulham and Sheffield Wednesday twice this season. We've lost to them both times. But, I mean, we are drawing against Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, his last win against them at the John Smith Stadium was back in 2011 when Anthony Pilkington scored an absolute, bel- an absolute belter. And that put us a bit... That's when our last win. And I, I don't recall his last win at Hillsborough, but I think, it's, I think it was a, lot, a long time ago. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Yeah, and the flip question to you, really, Louis, does it give you confidence playing against uh, Huddersfield? Can you take confidence from those two games and I guess the last few teams as well? 
<laughs> well, personally, it doesn't give me any confidence, but I'm sure that it gives the squad some confidence. Um, however, it's like I've said, this the, the last two games that we've, we've beat Huddersfield home and away this season, I think it goes completely out the window. It's a different kettle of fish now. Obviously, those league games, you know, we, we're probably going to set up differently this time going to Huddersfield. Um, I think when we played Huddersfield and we won away, uh, 1-0 this season we, we we just edged the game whether you'd say we deserved to win I'd probably just say we about nicked it and then at home we won 2-0 and um, Ross Wallace scored an absolute wonder goal um, and, and that probably changed the game so you know looking back at the results yes it's going to give us confidence uh, we've not conceded a goal against Huddersfield this season as well which again will give our defence confidence and the goalkeeper but Again, it's you know anything can happen in a football game, and, and like I say, it's it's not giving me any confidence that we are going to go and to Huddersfield and win. You know, it's it's anything can happen. You know, from a, an own goal, a penalty, sending off. So again, it's just it's just a case of going there and and being at our best ability, being best on the day, giving hundred and ten percent. And and we have got the players. We've we've got obviously strength and depth in the squad. We've we've got you know so-called best strikers in the league as as you like um and it's just about making you know get, giving them chances and, and giving them opportunities and if if we give our strikers you know four or five opportunities in the game you know we, we, with such as Forestieri or Fletcher and, and Rhodes and or even Winall or whoever's playing they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna score goals and, and especially away from home on Sunday you know goals are going to be very key for us if, if we can get on the score sheet at least once, you know, we're going to have a very good advantage. Yeah, we spoke about Daddy Ward's suspension earlier, but are there any other injury concerns going into this one, Ben? Uh, no, I don't, I'm not, I don't believe there is. Well, Casey Palmer's obviously out for the rest of the season, and so is Philip Billings, so there are two main injury concerns. But Kachunga has come back from his calf injury and he's back in training 100%. I think he went back in training yesterday and he's had nothing's really come up, so he'll be fit to face Wednesday on Sunday. That's a massive boost because uh, Kachunga's been really good this season. I think you look a much better team with him in, in the side, so that's a huge boost getting into this one. Uh, the same question to you, Louis. What are the sort of injury and suspension concerns for Wednesday? I know Gary Hooper's struggling. Is, is there anybody else? To be honest, on the injury front, that's really it, and it's a big blow, Hooper, uh, because Hooper, for me, is our most natural striker, if you like. I know, obviously... Rhodes has been prolific, but when Hooper's fully fit and you know he's, he's on his A game, he's he's probably our best player, if you like, you know, uh, with with Forestieri or Hutchinson. But um, he's, yeah, he's going to be a big blow. I really wish that Hooper was um, fully fit for this one, and and, that, and that's a complete shame. But at the same time, like I've just mentioned, the strikers we have got, we've, we've certainly got players what can come in and and score goals and, and replace them. Uh, but on you know, at the same time, it's it's a big loss for Wednesday having Hooper out. And I understand that he's out for both legs as well, whether he'd be back if, you know, big if, if we were to get to the playoff final. I'm not so sure. But um, the, the only other uh, player, if you like, that would be out is Marco Matthias, who is suspended. Obviously, he got sent sent off on the, on the last game of the season. It's huge, just a completely stupid rash tackle. Um, and and you know what I'm I'm not overly fussed that he actually got sent off. It was more of a letdown and, and the performance that he put in, which was more frustrating because obviously against Fulham we were then on the back foot for 60 minutes once he got sent off. And 
and effectively that's probably why why we got beat that game but you know is is a player what's probably I think he's only played twice all season so he's, he's not going to be missed that much um, and I'm sure he wouldn't have been playing on Sunday anyway maybe he'd have been on the bench but he's, he's the only other concern that we've got um, if you like that's that's not going to be in the first um, or in the in the named 18 on the day Ben, just coming back to you uh, for the next question. How do you expect Huddersfield to approach this tie? Do you think you're going to play in a similar way to you ha- how you have all season, sort of possession-based and sort of good football? Um, no, I think we're actually going to attack this game. It's, it's been an article in the Examiner that said that um, Tommy Smith, our standing captain, obviously, because Hudson doesn't really get in the team anymore, he said that we're going to attack. So I think it's only, I think Wednesday will probably sit back in this game, try and not concede and basically try and get us on the break and take a goal back to Will, a goal or two back to Willsborough. But I mean, if if we score a few goals and don't concede, I mean, with the advantage will be to us. But knowing time, we'll probably mess it up. But I think it's going to be a really exciting game on sun, on Sunday. I think we're gonna, yeah, I think we're gonna attack it, and I think we'll we'll probably go for the first 20, 25 minutes, and then if we get a goal, we'll kind. Of, play as usual again, pass it around, then go again. Yeah, Louis, does that sound fair to you? Completely. Um, couldn't agree more. That's what I expect from Huddersfield, to be honest. Uh, like you said, Ben, I think that you're going to obviously come at us. I mean, it's it's your home leg. You, you've got to come at us. You, you, you'll be wanting to score as, as many goals as, as you wish. Uh, the, only, the only thing in our favour is that... Uh, I think from watching Sheffield Wednesday that when teams do come at us, it, it makes us better also, and you know it'll obviously give us opportunities. So, you know, it's like I said previously, I'm I, I'm hoping and and guessing that Wednesday will will score on the day. Um, I'm just hoping we we can get more than one. But yeah, I certainly expect Huddersfield to come at us, and obviously they've got they've got the strikers like Naki Wells and Kachunga to to grab those goals. And you know, if if we can. If if Kieran Westwood can put in a man of the match performance, that's may sway it sway it in our favour going back to Hillsborough, you know. Uh, but again, I I think it's it's going to be both teams are going to try and just it's all about keeping that possession and and then being clinical when when you do get the chances. And I don't think there will be too many chances in the game because both teams are quite defensively sound. But I think Huddersfield are going to be the team in this game on Sunday where they exert themselves a little bit more. Obviously, they've got the own crowd behind them. They they really need a, a, a win, basically in, in in this leg. I'd say it's it's all about winning at home in in, in the playoffs. And um, I'm just hoping, like I said, that that works in our favour. Um, but obviously, we'll we'll have to see if 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 it comes to that. I would I would take a one-one draw um, on the day, and then obviously go back to Hillsborough. And hope hope for the win, but um, I think yeah, like like Ben said, is is summed it up exactly how it's how it's going to be on Sunday. Um, I'm I'm sure that they'll be all guns blazing and and like you said, first 20 minutes really really come at us and and try and score really on. Um, but again, just hope that works in our favour and and it, it gives us a few more opportunities. The thing with Wednesday that I've noticed this season, especially when you played against us twice, is that Carver Howe is very good at coming up with a game plan. And I've always thought that sort of suited the playoffs. And he's got the experience in the playoffs where Jukanovic and Wagner and Stam don't have. So I think that you should definitely feel slightly confident in that. Although, as you both said, anything can happen in these matches. Just moving on to individual players now. Who do you reckon are going to be the key players in this side for either side? 
I think um, it's it's a funny one because the opinion of me going going to obviously John Smith Stadium and, and Huddersfield is because it's an away leg. I see Kieran Westwood as being the key player, and I, and I know I've mentioned that kind of already, but simply because obviously we've got an outstanding goalkeeper there, one of the best in the league, and if like I said, you can put in a man of the match performance, and he can keep you know. <laughs> the ball out of the net and, and keep that minimal. It, whether you know, if, if we if we went back to Hillsborough with, without conceding a goal or even conceding one goal, I'd, I'd be I'd be quite confident. And and Westwood can do that. You know, is 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 over the last three years, he's gained us many points, and and that's again one of the reasons why we where we where we are in the league. He's he's just won um, Sheffield Wednesday's Player of the Year, and. Yeah, for me, it, it, it would be Westwood. But then in, if you were to flip reverse that, um, I'd be looking at, from a Huddersfield point of view, it's, it's going to be like such as Naki Wells, in, in, who, who's going to be wanting to score goals and be getting in the box and taking those chances. And and I'm sure Ben's probably going to say the same because if I were if I were talking about our home leg, I'd, I'd be then flipping it onto our strikers and it'd be all about scoring goals. So I'd be discussing, like, obviously, Jordan Rhodes and, and Fletcher's and your Forestieri's. But for me, personally, in this game, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Kieran Westwood has to have, you know, an 8, eight out of 10 performance to really give us that advantage, advantage going into the second leg. Yeah, you mentioned Naki Wells there for Huddersfield. He's got four goals in his previous three playoff appearances. So that's something that he can take confidence from and hopefully uh, do the same for Huddersfield. At least Ben will be hoping that. Uh, same question for you, Ben. Who do you think are the, sort of the key players for, for Huddersfield? And are there any players that Wednesday have that sort of worry you? Well, I think what we've got to do is we've got to focus on... I think we've got to take Hutchinson out of the game and we've got to take Rhodes out of the game. So I think Schindler, Hogg and Moy are going to be very important to our game plan. Also, Izzy Brown going forward. And we also utilise Tommy Smith a lot. We'll use his, we'll use his full-backs as basically wing-backs, which go forward. And I think they're going to be the, the focal point of our attack because when they do the overlaps, it gives us more time to allow players like Izzy Brown or... I don't know. I think Izzy Brown will play through in the number ten role on Sunday, I presume. So I think it would give us more time to get them players into the box. So I think we've got to we've got to stop Hutchinson and Rhodes definitely. We also haven't got to. I think if we, I think Heffley, I think we probably Heffley on Rhodes and Schindler on Fletcher, just because Schindler's got a bit more speed than Fletcher, which will help him get out of the game. And I think Heffley probably probably be best suited to match roads, but I think Hogg and Hutchinson's got a bit gonna be a very it's gonna be a very interesting battle, but could play Whitehead be even more interesting, but he probably not getting sent off. Louis for you, uh, is Forestieri gonna play, do you think? Uh, it's a big if because he was obviously injured um last month if you like and he's slowly starting to come back to full fitness um, and he's been coming off the bench um, and even when he's been coming off the bench even getting 20-25 minutes you know he, he still looks nearing his best um, he did that against Cardiff he came on against Cardiff and he looked fantastic and he changed the game and he managed to uh, score the winning goal as well uh, which set us you know on, on the on the on the great form in the playoffs um, so it's a difficult question Away from home, no, I'm going to say that he'd probably start from the bench. 
I believe that he will start with Rhodes and Fletcher up front with Adam Reach on the left and then obviously potentially bring Forestieri on after 65, 70 minutes, whatever the score, uh, whether you know whether we're winning, drawing or losing, I, I think he'll, he'll bring him on. And then, you know, when we're going for the win in the home leg, uh, more so, I think then that's that's the game he will be starting. But, you know, I could be completely wrong. Carver Hall in his uh, pre-match conferences and... He does. He does like to play a few mind games, and he, he, he won't generally give an indication who will be starting and who's injured and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, hopefully that'll work in our favour. You know, uh, we'll only know an hour before kickoff who, who is in the starting eleven. But if I was predicting it, I would say that he'd start from the bench and and, and come on just after an hour. The only reason I mentioned it is that I'm looking here at a few stats. He scored in his last three appearances against Huddersfield, so he's definitely a player that could have quite a big big say in this tie but just before I, I ask you both for a score prediction I just want to ask uh, both of you your f- views on the betting odds for, for the playoffs because I don't really understand them because Ful- Fulham are quite big favourites uh, and I would say that after finishing sixth you know that that's probably an unfair unfair uh, judgment of Fulham when you look at both of your teams I mean Wednesday have got the experience like I said so that gives them an edge and Huddersfield were the team that came closest to the automatic promotion spots despite what the table says I think they're the only team in those playoffs that ever had a, a genuine chance of this top two spots. so I, I guess you know what do you think on those do you think that Fulham are the favourites uh, or do you think that these better notes could be like a blessing in disguise like we, we spoke about earlier with Danny Ward as well that, that the expectation isn't on your like the pressure's not on your teams to, to, to win these playoffs I think personally, um, I can really understand why Fulham are up there, whether they're not the favourites or not. It's it's because of the attacking free-flowing football and the ability to score goals at any given moment. And I think that's what's put Fulham favourites. And, and understandably, because I believe that Fulham and Sheffield Wednesday are the top two teams, if you were to take into account the league table from Christmas. Um, I could be wrong slightly on that, but I believe I'm right, Jake. You might, be, you might be able to help me on that one. But that's probably why Fulham are the favourites. And it's the amount of the goals that they score. Um, for me, I mean, Huddersfield, obviously, they, they're completely overachieving, if you like. They've done really well under Wagner and... You know, fifth spot for Huddersfield, like like Ben said, they finished 19th last season, is is an absolutely in, incredible, incredible leap uh, from last season. So, you know, I don't see why Huddersfield couldn't be favourites. And, and and same as Reading. I mean, I know I always talk about Reading and say there's been such a strange team this season because I watch Reading and you think, other than Kermogan up front, they've, you know, have, have they got really any any of a decent players, if you like, and they, they just seem to set up really well. And obviously they, they grind out results by playing defensively and then going on the counter-attack. So effectively, you could call all, three, all four teams um, the favourite. It's just, I think that we've got a slight edge this year just because of what I talked about earlier with the experience of losing in a playoff final. And it's a bit of a trial and error and a, and a big learning curve for Sheffield Wednesday when we lost. And, a year later, I do think we're more experienced and we've got the ability to go one step further this season. And I know it's it's a lot of it's down to a bit of luck, um, but I, I just simply see that Fulham have been favourites as such just because of the amount of the goals they score. And you know, Reading Reading might prove them wrong. You know, it's it's obviously 
a, a tough place to go, Reading and and, and Fulham may struggle, but you know <laughs> the, the bookies never normally get it wrong. Uh, but hopefully on this occasion they do, and and and, and we go up. Uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what Ben's got to say on that. Yeah, Fulham are top of the championship if it started in November. I know that for sure. I don't know about Sheffield Wednesday, but uh, Ben, I guess I guess it's it's a good thing for Huddersfield because you're written off at the start of the season by many pundits uh, talked about as a potential relegation candidate, and now you've got into the playoffs and you're once again being sort of written off as the outsiders in them. Do you think that's a good thing? And do you think that maybe David Wagner uses that underdog status to, to motivate his players? Well, yeah, I think Will Wagner's obviously talks about the underdog status all the time. I mean, like when he says the Terrier is not the biggest dog, but it'll fight, and it'll fight, which it's pretty much true what has happened over the season. But I think all the pressure is on Fulham and Sheffield Wednesday this season in the playoffs because Sheffield Wednesday, after losing the playoff final last season, they they've they they've had a bit, well to say they've only just come on a late storm into the playoffs. It's with the quality they've got on the side, it's pretty. It's, not the best, but I mean, with Fulham, they're on an absolutely brilliant form at the moment, and everyone's expecting them. But everyone's wanting a Fulham Sheffield Wednesday final. But I think if you look at it like that, if this, if if Town and Reading prevail, it'll I think it'll probably be one of the least watched playoff finals in in the last quite a number of years, to be honest. But if you look at our form going into this, I think Palace had similar form. So it could work in our favour. And the four, the four times we've gone up through playoffs, we've had 81 points as well. So that could also work in our favour. But, um, yeah. Yeah, just before we wrap up the, the podcast, I just want to get a prediction from each of you for the tie. Um, I guess start with the first leg and just see it's just, just, just sort of predict how you think it's going. It's very difficult to, to, to guess the playoffs. I know that they're very unpredictable. Yesterday, the, we had uh, each supporter back their own team, so I'm guessing we're going to have similar today. We'll start you, Louis, on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with um, a tight game on Sunday. Like I said, I, said, I think Huddersfield are going to come at us, um, especially the first half an hour, and really give it a good go and, and test us. Uh, but overall, I think um, on Sunday we, it will be a draw. I think it'll be I think it'll be one-one if anything, um, and that's probably quite. You know, I'm, I'm just looking at the league table now, and, and that's just based on goals and goals against. Really, I, I can really see us as both scoring and, you know, be, being a bit of an edgy game. But going back to Hillsborough, I'm going to have to say that at home, I'm always confident and, and Sheffield Wednesday can effectively on, on their day, they can turn over anybody. And, and like we mentioned earlier, a bit of confidence after beating Huddersfield twice this season. And I think we'll win 2-1 at home. Um, or I'm hoping that so anyway, um, and, and, and win the tie 3-2 overall. Um, but, Again, like you say, it's it's just all predictions and, and and anything can happen. But you know, as as long as we as long as we go through, that's that's all I care about. Whether we win one nil overall or you know or or five four, I, I, I don't care. But and and I'm sure Ben's going to say exactly the same. Yeah, Ben, you mentioned a couple of good omens for Huddersfield going into this one. Are you confident you can get past Wednesday? If we play the way we've shown this season, we can do. I think. Looking at how we, how Wagner's saying in in the press, how every single player's up for it. I mean, it's been on Twitter now, and in the last hour or so, quite a number of players have tweeted saying, "Oh yeah, bring be the twelfth man, etc." So I think they're all up for it. So I think it could be. I think Town are going to win this. I think it's going to be either two one or two 0 
on Sunday if we if we turn up and then the return fixture at Hillsborough, depending if we get some more momentum out of this, I think it could be a 1-1 or 2-1 to Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough. Yeah, for me as a neutral, I think the first semi-final, the, the Fulham-Reading one, is going to be a lot of goals, a lot of action and great to watch. And I think this one's going to be more of a tactical battle between Wagner and Carver Howe. And uh, I don't expect too many goals. Uh, and and like we, we I said earlier, Huddersfield don't often win or lose by more than one goal. So it should be quite a, quite a, quite a good game, tactical battle. And I, I expect this one to go all the way to the end of the second leg and maybe even extra time penalties. But, you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. But yeah, that's all we have time for today. So I just want to thank both of you for coming on. If you want to tell people where they can reach you, now will be a good time. Yeah, so my name's Louis Shackshaft. I represent Sheffield Wednesday on the podcast and I also do for Shoot Football. Um, and I'm also big on Sheffield Wednesday stats, so you can check out my Twitter handle, and it's just my name, at Louis Shackshaft. Yeah, I do vlogs on YouTube for Huddersfield Town. I've got over 1,200 subscribers, and it's Terrius TV vlogs, and you can you can catch me on Twitter, which is at Terrius TV underscore YT, or just simply Facebook, which is just Terrius TV. Yeah, you get my uh, Twitter handle at Jake Jackman with two N's. I mentioned earlier that we recorded a, a similar show for the Reading Fulham games. So if you want to check that out, if you haven't already. And, and like I said earlier, just thanks to Louis and Ben both for coming on. And thanks to you guys for listening. We hope you join us again soon. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.